The following broadcast was neither paid for by McAuliffe or Yunkin, but I'm sure both of them are not going to appreciate aspects of it. Happy Halloween again, Rabbi. Happy Halloween, Joe. For those of you who wondered, we do do more than one a day, and we distribute them out over different days. But this is a particularly anxious time for the Commonwealth of Virginia in that the upcoming election is so close. And you have some thoughts about one of the candidates in a proposal that he suggested. And correct me if I'm mistaken, you think it's an excellent idea to talk about. I do. One of the suggestions is that parents should dictate to teachers what they teach in their class. I think that, hey, as a teacher, I would certainly appreciate having a staff helping me prepare my lesson plans. Seriously, no sarcasm intended. What could be better? I'm teaching 25 students in one subject, and I teach four subjects. That's 100 students. If each student has two parents, that's 200 people that are going to help me prepare my lessons. I would love to have 200 people prepare a sermon for me. What could be better than that? What could be better than doing a research project and having a research team? And so I welcome parents of the students that I teach to submit and work with me to create lesson plans. I'll be glad, I, I think it's a brilliant idea. But uh, would you appreciate it if they, if you were ordered or mandated to do the lesson plans that they submitted? Certainly, what I would do is, let's take one class of 25 students, okay? Let's say that's 50 parents, but not every not everyone is, some are divorced, some are separated. So let's bring it down. I have 40 individuals now. And not I'm all both. husbands agree with their wives. I feel okay. I must interject that. And that's exactly their decision. I'll be glad to put them in a room, let the 40 of them come up with the lesson plans to give me. Don't hand me 40 different lesson plans. That's impossible. That's just a ridiculous idea and can't be done. But if we're going to form a committee of parents, have the parents form a committee and have them come up and say, this is what we agree with the unit that you're working on, on the American Revolution or on the Second World War or on the Treaty of Paris. Whatever the topic is, my social studies class, they're going to come up with my lesson. And I'll be thrilled to have 40 people come up, agree to, and, and say, this is, this is it. Here are the resources. Here are the books. Saves me a lot of time. It's a research team. Who would ever not want a research team to research what I'm teaching? And but, so I think, I think it's a great idea. Okay. But what if they're bad researchers? What if they come up with the South won the Civil War? The Holocaust never happened. That's uh, fine. Mussolini got the trains to run on time. That, that's, that's fine. I want to see their documentation. I want to see what they're using as their resource. And since I'm teaching, I'm the teacher, I take my research team's material and I look at it and go, okay, I'm sending this back because I'm not sure what you're using. And this is the history Here's a copy of Mein Kampf. I want you to read these 10 pages and then tell me that the Holocaust didn't happen. Here's what Eisenhower said. Here's a quote from Eisenhower, 
when he liberated the camps. Here it is. I want you to redo the research. That's fine. That's what you do with any research team. You take a look and, and I'll just send it back. But I want to point out that I have a lot of lessons for these people to work on. We're not just talking about one lesson. We're talking about a whole year's curriculum. And so my question is, you say it's unrealistic to have 40 different lesson plans submitted as opposed to having 40 parents get in a room together and all agree on one lesson plan. I, I've been there, I've done that, and I can tell you that's not exactly realistic either. But it sounds like what you're talking about is just making more bu bureaucracy and involve that into the teaching system. Wouldn't it be better to just give the teachers free reign to teach what they want within certain guidelines? Oh, definitely not, because we know what happened in the former Soviet Union. Uh, they put, uh, they put, not technical, there was a name, every submarine, every ship, every unit in the military, every school, every classroom had a representative of the Communist Party. And they were responsible for not letting anything be taught that was against the teachings of the Soviet Union. And we know what happened to the Soviet Union with such a brilliant plan, putting someone in charge so that you couldn't have an alternate opinion, a different view or anything else, didn't have a good outcome. Being that kind of control. So we, I certainly don't want the school board controlling what I'm teaching. I think I still go back, Joe. I want my research team of parents. Let's see, there are 180 days of school. I have 25 students. 40 parents, I need 180 lesson plan. Now, if the parents don't wanna do that, then let's have a discussion about what's another alternative. If you don't wanna do that, what's the alternative? Is it up to a school board member to do what the Soviet Union did, have a school board member sit in the class and object to anything, to censor things? Didn't work for the Soviet Union and China is doing a very good job of controlling everybody and everything. And I'm not for that. And I don't think but parents are for that. You get your lesson plan of 40 people get together, say the earth was created in seven days uh, and only existed for 5,000 years. And they can show you looking right there in their research material, the Bible, all the numbers and data that proves all this. Correct. So let's take a look at the validity of the Bible. You know, Socrates once said, a premise based on a false premise is false, no matter how many premises you have. So we're going to go back to the original premise that the document they're using is not a geology book. It's not a science book. It's about spirituality. It's about a relationship with God. And so that's not the kind of document you would use to talk about geology and science. So we're going to but, turn to theology and science books. But somebody wrote a science book, probably, that agreed with the biblical interpretation. That's correct. So now we're going to look at the science book. Is it reproduced in the literature? Is it out there? This is a process, Joe. It's not a matter of my thinking something and then believing it's true. You know, Joe, just because you think of something, just because you believe something doesn't mean it's true. And you as a cartoonist, know that better than anyone, 
that your thoughts and images, in fact, cartoons do all kinds of things that aren't possible in the physical world, but you think them. And so we have to apply that here. Just because we think or believe in something, it's not necessarily true. We have to step back and we have to see what is our proof and evidence? And is the proof and evidence supported? And where is it supported? And that's part of the part of thinking. And that's what we want to teach our students is to be able to analyze. Here is a document that says these things. Here is something that's different. How do I arrive at my beliefs? How do I balance these things? Well, we want to read different views. Yes, definitely want to teach the biblical view coming out of a spiritual document. I think that's perfectly reasonable that we acknowledge where it came from. And I think we should teach it. I think we definitely should teach scripture in school in the original Hebrew and Greek so that there's no translation problem. So we don't have anyone adding their own opinions by changing the words. I'm all for that. I think that's very important. But do you think that that teaching is appropriate in a science class? And I know we're getting way off topic now, but let's, let's, let's steer it back towards okay. the question at hand. So the current system, and feel free to correct me, like you've ever been afraid to before, uh, is that teachers are hired after producing sufficient credential, given a lesson plan, a textbook, uh, a curriculum to follow, a schedule of tests mandated by a former president's administration that students must all reach a certain level of competency in to pass. In Virginia, we call it the SOLs, the Standards of Learning. Um, and the teachers are under a lot of pressure to make sure students pass that test, because if they don't, the school loses, the school district loses funding. Right. So what you're saying is that the system will be improved if, in addition to all that, we get the parents involved to make sure that their opinion of two plus two equaling five is given equal attention. And I'm presenting, how do we do that practically? I think the problem with my own thinking is I can't think of a way to do it in a practical way. We have curriculum committees. Maybe the answer may be to involve parents with curriculum committees and have them meet with the, with. but again, we're creating another layer of bureaucracy and this is very time consuming, parents have to work. So when are we gonna have, I think there's a practical problem with trying to implement. We're not talking about, I'm a parent and I want you to teach this. I don't care how reasonable or unreasonable it is. And another parent says, I'm teaching exactly the opposite. So that's what we're being presented with by our politicians is one, again, one of those all or nothing that can't work that can't be done, but seems like a good idea. And so if parent input is a good idea, we already do have parents in the curriculum committees. So we wanna have parents come forward and put their names in and take a look at the curriculum committee and see how you get on it, how it reaches its decisions. Rather than saying the parents should go in the classroom, which the Soviet Union tried, didn't work well for them and have them teach. And as you pointed out, if I have 40 parents, I'm gonna have 50 different opinions as to what we should teach. That's not gonna work in a classroom. 
So there's a practical side. We're being presented with an idea that sounds good. However, I haven't seen a way to implement it in a practical way. And I do agree with it. Individuals, parents should have some choices in what's being taught. And I think it's up to the school board and the system to decide how to bring parents in. And I think it's very simplistic just to say parents should decide or parents should come in the classroom. Just like my looking over your shoulder and then telling you what to draw and then 40 other people tell you what to draw, nothing will get drawn. Still, I think the teachers would be not exactly thrilled with the suggestion that we that in addition to all the other things they do, uh, they have to moderate uh, a, par- a PTA meeting. Of, oh uh, no, no, no! The parent teachers would not be involved. This would be up to the school system. I I wouldn't be involved in any other than the end product. Okay, that's a whole different kettle of fish. You, you can't come up with, but I, I'm the end product of the curriculum. I'm not in on the curriculum planning. I'm not in the books I use. I'm told this is a material. These students have to pass their OWLs. And if we don't, our school system will lose money, as you pointed out. So I'm not involved in that. Maybe one teacher is on a committee, but not me personally. I'm the end product anyway. I would be thrilled if you would write my sermon for next Friday night, please. Save me a lot of time and energy. And if 40 people want to get together and, and come up with one sermon again, I'll do it. Saves a lot of time. I'll see if I can work it in my schedule, Rabbi. But thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to reactions to this video, both online and at the voting booth. Uh, so have a good election week. And if you haven't voted yet, remember to vote by Tuesday. Thank you, Joe.